This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Sunday. It's also May Day. I didn't realize that until I woke up this morning. Sparkles was sending me happy May Day shit. And I was like, oh yeah. My bad. I'd forgotten all about it. Happy International Workers Recognition Day or whatever the actual title is. International Workers Day. Did I fuck it up? International Workers Day. That is the correct name. For May Day. And uh, we've got a show that reflects that. We're going to talk about the unionization efforts of both Starbucks and Amazon. How it's going to have reverberating effects throughout the economy. Apparently, the unions may indeed be getting invited to the White House. We're not going to talk about Russia tonight. No Russia pork. No no Russia. No World War III tonight. We'll do that tomorrow. We're going to talk about workers, we're going to piss on Elon Musk, and then we're going to watch some shit from the correspondence dinner last night. How do how you like that shit? This, this may be, if you don't like, if you don't like seeing clips of like Tucker Carlson and Ben Shapiro, this is the, this is the episode of the Troll Patrol for you. Tonight is all about workers pissing on Elon Musk. And then we're gonna we're gonna have some chuckles with Trevor Noah, hopefully. I've got I've got both a compilation of his best jokes and I have the whole thing. We'll see we'll see what kind of time frame we're working with by the time we get there. We'll probably just watch the whole goddamn thing. I like Trevor Noah, he's pretty good. I've got I didn't I did not get the whole goddamn thing of Biden's remarks. I got the I got the best little snippet of Biden's remarks. You get two minutes of Biden, we get like twenty minutes of Trevor Noah. How's that sound? Good shit. No right-wingers whatsoever tonight. Oh, other than the dude that has been riding my nuts, I have a video he made. He recorded it. He sent it to my, uh... He might have posted it. He, he sent me all kinds of shit in my, in my DMs. He followed me over to Twitter. He has indeed blocked me by now. I'll give you, I'll give you that whole story. Plus, I'm, plus I'm gonna, I'm gonna issue a correction. I did indeed get something wrong. What, Thursday night on the Troll Patrol? I will apologize for that. I would appreciate if one of you would clip it on Twitch. So if the if the troll shows up... I mean, I don't know if they're a troll. I don't know who they are, but they've, they've, been, they've been busting my balls about one thing in particular. Ah, uh, do we want... Fun? Yeah, 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 we'll open the phone lines. Oh yeah, just in case, just in case my my buddy decides to give us a call, I'm gonna have to gonna have to show you the picture of him. We kept making fun of this picture of him, and he he made it private on Facebook. But don't think I didn't save it before that happened. I'd already had it and been contemplating ways to Photoshop it. This is your meme of the day. Wing the cat again? Of course not. That Homer, Homer eating the cat there. That is me with Maynard. 
I just got, uh, I got Maynard in, in my mouth. He does not like it. It very much annoys him. But he loves to annoy other people. Ask Sparkles. There he is, little shithead. Blinking off into the bedroom. On rule 34. I, rule 34, is that the is that the internet rule that no matter what there is, there's, uh, there's porn of it? Is that what rule 34 is? Joy riding in the Netherlands today. I don't know what you're talking about, Warlord. We've got stories about workers. It's May Day, motherfucker. That's what this show is about tonight. We're going to talk about the protests in France. We're going to talk about... Uh, oh, oh, hold on. A feminist witch protest that kicked off May Day in Berlin. Dutch boy takes mother's car for a ride. Why would I why would I be covering this? Why would I be co- a 4-year-old boy takes a car for a joyride? First of all, like I'm amazed he was able to get the car started. And how did his, how did his feet reach the pedals? Police in the central city of Utrecht said the child crashed into two parked cars on Saturday before leaving the scene in his pajamas. He even ran! He fucking... The fucking kid ran! He even... This is a criminal in the making. Like, I am leaving the scene of an accident. Concerned bystanders called police after spotting him walking down the street alone in the cold. No one was hurt during his escapade, but police... Saying on Instagram, they had discovered a new Max Vepersten, Verstappen. I don't have no clue. That is a reference I don't get. That's some joke over there in, in, in Deutschland. He's a menace to society. No one was hurt uh, during it. I already read that part. Police wrote that the child had woken up on Saturday morning when his father went to work and taking his mother's car keys to go for a drive. After officers were called to pick him up, a report came in of an abandoned vehicle nearby, which appeared to have hit two parked cars. It was registered to the boy's mother, the force said, and officers called her. Does insurance cover your kid hijacking you? I don't think it does. Handing over the phone to the youngster, uh, police said he mimicked driving and made gestures of turning the steering wheel. How did he reach the pedals? The the rally in Nebraska land was on Friday, wasn't it? I thought I got a notification for that because I I had I was tempted to you know do a Trump rally on Saturday, but I don't think there was one. But anyway, Sparkles and I went to dinner, and it was much better than a Trump rally. We went to dinner, and then we watched a movie. We were gonna watch House of Gucci, but uh. Somehow we got to talking about Midsummer, and she had never seen Midsummer. And she's like, nobody even tell me what it's about. And I'm like, it's a Sparkles kind of movie. And to be honest with you, it was so good, I would watch it again if you wanted to watch it. So I gave her the option. I was like, House of Gucci, Midsummer. She's like, let's watch Midsummer. Finish Midsummer, and she's like, 15 out of 10. That movie had everything. Dinner above the city. Dinner was dinner was spectacular. 
Sassy Snicks, welcome. Porg, RB, all my friends, all my rowdy friends are here. Before we move on, I do want to issue a correction on Thursday night. Uh, someone had taken me to task about my use of the word stillman. That I used the term wrong. I did not use the term wrong, first of all. But I was indeed wrong when I said, like, you wouldn't stillman your opponent's argument because there are indeed several resources I saw said that it was it was giving the most charitable reading of your opponent's apart uh, 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 your opponent's argument I had a professor in college that always used it as still manning your own arguments make sure that your own arguments are sound make sure you still man your arguments I saw it used many different ways a dude said still manning my thoughts still manning arguments so like it's more of a colloquial word anyway so I I I take exception to the guy saying that I used the word wrong. I did not. However, I I balked at the idea that you would give, uh, that it was called uh, still manning when you gave the most charitable reading of your opponent's apart, uh, uh, argument, and I was wrong on that one. I do not care to admit that I was wrong. And also, as I was researching this, I learned a new term called iron manning. I had never heard that one used before. That is where you inflate your own argument to make it harder to attack by your opponent. And that is something the Republicans do all the time, such as with the uh, don't say gay bill in uh, Florida. Like, well, why are you against teaching porn to children? That's an Iron Man argument. So I'm glad I learned that phrase. And if somebody on Twitch would clip that, Title it Stillman, so that it is in the record that I corrected myself. I would appreciate that. So that whenever a dude shows up, it's like, did you admit that you were wrong on the Stillman? I can indeed say yes, the clip is down below. I, I, I like to be precise. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, 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 we're going to talk about the dude that's been uh, sending me hate-filled messages on Facebook. I can't play him for you because he used a lot of slurs, but I can show you a picture of him, and we can play a video that he made. Stainless Steel Manning. I recommend Stainless Steel myself. Yes, a lot of slurs. A lot of slurs. Sassy, thank you. You are awesome. So yeah, I can't I can't play you the the voicemails that he left in my DMs on Facebook. It's t- like I wouldn't be able to keep up with it. Like Sparkles heard it. She can verify this. Before the freak show, I was playing her the messages and it's just like if I beeped everything, it's just beep, 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 because it's just him saying the F slur over and over and over again. So I I don't remember what his name was, but this is what he looks like. And this is the this is the photo me and several other people kept making fun of. Like, oh look at him in his little onesie. 
Oh shit, he had a rap song. Do you guys want to hear his rap song? Let me find his rap song here. Oh god damn. Oh I'm not I might not be able to get back to it because fuck. He uh he blocked me on everything, which is amazing because god damn. He kept trying to call me and shit. Let's see. It should be the only SoundCloud in my history. Shouldn't be hard to find. <laughs> yes, here we go. Easy. Easy peasy. Here is his SoundCloud. One Mr. Reese McLean. He he said he would come on the Troll Patrol if I had more than 100 followers. He said he would come on the Troll Patrol if I had more than 100 followers. I checked his SoundCloud and he has 16. He has 16 followers on SoundCloud. Uh, here's the one I was... I don't want the Rona freestyle because who knows what the fuck he's going to say. I might get... Uh, uh, taken off of. Oh, Mason PJ knows who I'm talking about too. Saw him uh riding my ass on Twitter. Yes, he has music, and we're getting ready to to hear some of it. Comet, welcome. I'm sorry you didn't get a notification. I'm not high enough for this shit. Said I live by the book, I might die by the guillotine. Fine, simply put, let my head roll, spilling leak. You ain't truly killing. So, this is that guy's rap. Purchase his shoe and kept the bill receipt. So gone, cut my lights out. Dead my utilities. Let that blade slice down. Death is a futile thing. You ain't wanting if we lose the <laughs> Oh, he got he got upset. He got upset because I said that he was the exact kind of person that Jesus was preaching against in the Bible. Hypocrites using God to uh to blow themselves. Let's see. Let's see this video. I haven't watched it yet. I recorded it, but I have not watched it yet. Here we go. This is this is the video he posted in this thread, I believe. It's Fucking seven minutes long. Seven minutes long. Oh, he posted all kinds of pictures. Oh, well, this is my studio. I'm a real professional. He kept talking about how much money he has and shit. Uh, he's blocked me on Facebook. He has blocked me on uh, Twitter now. Uh, after after I posted all those um, Bible verses that said to give to the poor and said if you're actually a Christian, you would pay off Adam's GoFundMe, he blocked me. He blocked me after that. Dude, 
tried to call me on Messenger at least 20 fucking times. As I was getting ready for the freak show, I was sitting here waiting on Sparkles. And he was trying to call me and shit. Left all kinds of hate-filled messages. This is the video he left me on a post where he supposedly destroyed my argument. Whatever the fuck that means. So let's, let's hear what he has to say. For those of you who may just be joining us, we're talking about this guy right here. We just listened to his rap song. It sucked. This guy right here in his little onesie uh, really took issue with something I said to him on Facebook. I want you to hear my voice. I want you to hear the inflection in my voice. I want you to hear my tone. So he he dropped by the freak show on Friday, but like I've made such a fool of him on Twitter that he's blocked me. Like he don't want none of this anymore. You know that I'm no nonsense and I speak the same way that I type. I'm the real person behind the keyboard as I am in real life. This guy is no nonsense. Uh, that guy right there. A virtue signal is something like somebody putting a gay flag or a Ukraine. Yes, yes, yes. This guy, I accused him of virtue signaling with this picture. That is a virtue signal. You holding up your gun, lions not sheep, with your flag fucking onesie, dude. You're virtue signaling. You are virtue signaling. Train flag, or I got uh, voluntarily poisoned, and I'm now a lab rat. Uh, uh, picture on their or, or, or infographic. He's talking about the vaccine. Oh, there you go again, dude. You don't get a lot of attention, do you? So as soon as you get attention, you just run with it. Anyway, back to what I was saying. A virtue signal is something that somebody doesn't really know anything about. They're going off of pure emotion and um, uh, uh, what the media or any influential propagandist organization has infused their mentally malleable brains with. He literally just described himself. It's like, I stand with Ukraine, yet you can't tell me the first thing about what's going on in Ukraine. A virtue signal is not me standing in a funny onesie that is obviously patriotic, even though I'm not patriotic. I, I don't know how you define patriotic, dude. My entire, all I wear is patriotic clothes. All I talk about is patriotic stuff. All, <laughs> I have guns. I, I fit the bill, buddy. So I don't know. You're not a patriot, motherfucker. It's a virtue signal. You wrap yourself in the flag because you don't give a shit about this country and you want to seem virtuous. You're not willing to go out here and actually fucking give back to society. You just want to wear your flag and say you're a patriot. It's not sheep holding my very scary, liberal, frightening AR-15. That's not a virtue signal. It is a signal nonetheless. It's me saying, hey, we are not to be trifled with and that we will not go quietly. That's what that means. Next. Uh, the Bible talking about giving my all of my uh, belongings to a poor man. Then how am I supposed to live? You literally what Jesus says. Read the Bible, but you know if I had you on a live video. No, no, it is a recorded video that he left for me. It is this guy right here. He said he was going to call in. He was on the freak show on Friday. Like, let me call in. Let me call in. He ain't gonna fucking call in though. recording so this voice recording i would film the bibles multiple ones oh shit oh shit no fucking way no goddamn way 
Caller, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? You said I wasn't going to call in, dude. Oh! I need you, hey, listen. I need you to control the re-re just a little bit. I know you're oh, surprised. Oh, shit. So the, oh, shit. I'm very surprised. I'm very surprised because if you, if you look on the screen, you blocked me on Twitter because you're a little bitch. Because I have, I have an adult life and I have mature responsibilities to handle. I just can't argue on social media for three days straight. And so when you're tagging me every other minute, you're you're you responded my, to everything I said, dude. Like you're you're throwing. Uh, I responded you're, to most of it until I said I responded to most of it until I said goodbye, and that was the last one. Everybody, like, there are people that uh, that saw what happened on Twitter in the chat yeah, right there, now. There, there are people on there that are highly indoctrinated, nothing less than demonically infested people whose opinion to me don't count because they're simply not. You claim like you're you. a you're Christian and you're me. saying other on. people are Let's indoctrinated. If we're going to do this, if we're going to do this, you're going to get your chance and I'm going to get my chance or we're not going to do this. I, I know, like... This is futile for my for, for me to be even be doing this because I know how it's going to end. I, I've dealt with hundreds of people like you. So, how you want to do this? Go on, get your get, you get your get, get your get your shit out. Go on. Well, okay. Look, first, I, I, what 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 is what is the what is your your first discrepancy? Let's. I'll let you start and then let me explain myself. How about that? Okay, I found you on Bryson Gray's page, right? You were you were you were trying to uh, to ride his coattails, yeah. Promote yourself on promote his page myself. and try that, to steal that, people off of his audience, right? Hold on, hold on. Don't falsify. Don't falsify. No, that's what exactly what you were trying to do. So, okay, if if I were to go on your page and promote something that you like or that's in your arena, right? Would that be me being on your nuts? Or would that mean it's trying to promote myself? You're, you're, if you do that with anything You're trying life, to promote no, 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 yourself no, no, no. on his no, no, page. You not, admit you're, it. You're, 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 your process, you're, you, the way you process information is fundamentally flawed. Because I post something on his page trying to get my music out, right? That's not me being on his quote-unquote nuts. That's putting words in my mouth, and that's creating a that's, false character. That, that is trying to like steal his audience away. That's what you're trying steal to do. His, his audience is my audience. You assume you don't really have an you audience, go, dude. You go to LGBTQ page and do it. Your logic is fundamental. No, 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 no. You know what I do? You know what I do? I troll. I troll right wingers and get right wingers to bump up my numbers in hopes that left wingers will see it, and that's exactly what happens. Well, you don't have any numbers, and you've been doing this for a long time. You're one to talk because I've got way better numbers than you I'm do. Trying, so, like, I'm that's a, that's a weird to argument this, to but, make. But I own I I I own a con. I'm a general contractor. Okay, I have many different trades that work for me. I I do music on the side. I just started doing it again, literally a month ago. And that picture that I sent you in my studio is still not finished. I, I haven't even tried promoting myself except for with Tyson and Bryson. Tyson James knows me. And by the way, one of the reasons why I didn't say anything else yesterday is because he messaged me back. And he really liked my music, and I was on Cloud Nine because of that. So uh, that is that is the audience I'm looking for. Why would I go to another page, a liberal page, or anything else that's not in the same avenue of what I do and promote myself? But instead, you have to go to the opposite extreme and say that I'm quote unquote on somebody's nuts because of it. That's a ridiculous statement. No, no, no. Bryson built his audience, and by the way, the way I, I came across Bryson was he came onto the Troll Patrol and paid me to watch his video. <laughs> okay. 
though, like he did what, what you're what describing. Do but anyway, it, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. My issue with you is that you're a fake Christian, that you just use Christianity to promote no, yourself no, 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 and your no, no, self-righteousness, no. which is claims, the definition of virtue person- signaling. I, I gave you the definition in that in that recording. I'll go back over it verbatim again if you like. So, but no, you're you're miscar- You don't know what a real Christian is. One, there's oh, I do, I do, I do. I posted, man, like I showed you what. Oh, let me let me talk. I showed you on Twitter what a real Christian is. I posted. You start there. I posted nor- numerous quotes from Jesus himself about helping the poor. And then I showed you, you can put your money where your what's mouth is, one? and you can what's pay off one? Adam's GoFundMe. Chapter and verse of the first one? Chapter and verse of the first one? What is it? Jesus, I don't have it in front of me, but I showed you on oh, Twitter. Well, you I prepared. quoted multiple. You be prepared because I was calling in, dude. You should be prepared. Right? You need to be able to back up these things that you're saying. Okay, you hold said, on one second. Which, which you said, and, I, and listen, I'm paraphrasing. Okay, so when I say Republican right winger, I'm paraphrasing in a way. You get the point. I want you to understand. No, no, no. You accuse me of calling you a Republican, and I did not. You said you said God says God says to give all of your belongings and money to a to a poor man. Yes. Okay, that's what you said. That's not true. That's the story of Job. Job was asked. That is not the story of Job. You don't know anything about the book you claim to believe in. I'm not done. That's one. You don't know anything about the book you claim to believe in. The Bible in. says to do it if God asks you. Nobody in this world could function. There would be no monetary system if we were a Christian-based society where everybody just volunteered their money away. Dude, dude, the Bible says to forgive debts every ten years. Out of context. No, it's not out of context. Hold on, I have it here up in front of me. There's a delay on my TV. I got to turn this down because I can hear you. I think that you're ahead on the TV. Well, yeah, you got to turn the TV off, dumb fuck. Do you not have this? Not know how the this TV, works? The TV is down. It was barely up. I understand the feedback loop. Are you able to say a complete sentence without an expletive, or can you not say the? Dude, dude, dude! Do you know how many times you called me the f slur in my messages? Are you a are faggot. a fucking hypocrite? I you, uh, that, you're every. A faggot. Look at you. No, you get That's you fine. get Jesus Christ. Go the fuck away, dude. You don't get to come on here and say slurs or you're gonna get me taken off of Twitch. You fucking idiot. And you don't get to accuse me of calling you names. No, dude, you don't get to do it. You don't get to fucking come on here and say slurs, you'll get me taken off Twitch. Fuck you, dude. God damn. Now, we'll do a little Bible lesson in here if you want to. Let me go back to my verses. I had the I had the thing about the rich man ready to go. Oh. Here's all the verses about the poor. And this is what I called him out on. You want to prove that you're a Christian? Go pay off Adam's GoFundMe. Because let me tell you, the things that he was saying about Adam, Adam Rainstopper, our friend here in the chat, the things he was saying about Adam were abhorrent and totally not anything that Jesus would approve of. Because this motherfucker doesn't give a shit about being Christ-like. 
He didn't like that I threw verses at him about helping the poor. Not the right wing Jesus. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You like one thing, sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Now, a lot of Christians will say, no, he was just talking to that one person. And then I say, well, in that case, when he was hanging on the cross, when he said all it takes is belief in me to have eternal life, he was only talking to the thief on the cross that was next to him. And that means Levitical law is still in effect. He said he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So I hope you're not eating shellfish. I don't hope you don't have a, a blended fabric. I hope you don't let your girlfriend sit next to you when she's on the rag. You don't follow the stupid-ass book. You don't follow the stupid-ass book you claim to believe in. You're a hypocrite. And that's why I have a problem with fucking idiots like yourself. He came in here and started dropping the F-slur. So I had to cut him off. Sassy Snicks, thank you for the resub. You were awesome. Sky Comet, thank you for cheering some bits. Love my chat. I would have played the rest of his video, but he interrupted me. Now we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the real news of the day. It is May Day, International Workers Day. We're going to take a look at pictures from around the globe. May Day is celebrated with rallies around the world. There are some pictures of violence. Apparently things got a little testy in France, as per usual. Seems workers are kind of unhappy. Coward. I'm not a coward, dude. You can't behave yourself. That's not allowed on the platform that I'm on. You can't get on here and cost me money. Do you understand? Fucking idiot. You're a dumb shit. And you're a hypocrite. Give everything you own to Adam. Go fulfill his GoFundMe. Go fulfill his GoFundMe, and I'll have you back on. That's all it takes. Go. Pay it off. Apparently, you got so much money, you're so successful. Be like Jesus, and go pay off Adam's GoFundMe. You do that, I'll have you back on. We got a deal? You're an idiot, dude. You're a fucking idiot. As I always say, right-wingers are morons. In case you guys don't know what Mr. McClain looks like, it's his little onesie here where he's virtue signaling. You don't give a shit about the country. You just want you just want to call yourself a patriot. Wrap yourself in the fucking flag. You don't actually follow the Bible, as I've proven. It's all a virtue signal. 
Just, just the, the very definition you gave of people not knowing anything about Ukraine and having a, a Ukraine flag. You don't know shit about the Bible. You don't follow the fucking Bible. It's a virtue signal. Fuck off, dude. May Day celebrated with rallies around the world. Tens of thousands of people marched Sunday in cities around the world for May Day protests to honor workers and shame governments into doing more for their citizens. In France, protesters shouted slogans against newly elected President Emmanuel Macron, a development that may set the tone for his second term. Let's go ahead. I've got a video about the violence in France. Let's go ahead and talk about that before we come back to more celebratory rallies that happened. Which, hey, protesting a neoliberal like Macron is pretty celebratory in my eyes. France, I do say. Oh, this looks pretty tame. Come on, France. Bump those numbers up. I've seen protests in France. This is tame. There's still a couple minutes left in the video. Perhaps things got a little uh, rowdier as the day went on. We do see cops throwing tear gas canisters and people... (laughs) French citizens in gas masks kicking the canisters back at the cops. You love to see it. You love to see it. Does it say Paris Antifa? Warlord probably does have a point that, it, like, Macron's win demoralized the protesters. But apparently, like, they had a hard time rallying around a left-wing challenger. And that the vote was kind of fractured by the time that they actually did rally around somebody. It was a little too late. French cops are a lot more restrained than U.S. cops. I'm I'm down with uh, bashing an ATM. No, no, no. FBI agent that, that watches the troll patrol. I I do not encourage violence.
seriously, I'm, I still believe this is pretty tame. I've seen protests in France get a lot more crook. Down with the McDonald's. I just don't understand like how a McDonald's even survives in France. You're around some of the best food in the fucking world and you're going to go have a Big Mac? Fuck me. But I can't tell you the last time I had McDonald's. That food is shit. Have you even had a McDonald's before? How many McDonald's you got in the UK? I asked you about Taco Bell the other night. Taco Bell is infinitely better than McDonald's. If you're, if you're going to go to an American fast food restaurant, Taco Bell's probably the best. There may, there may be people that will fight me on that. And, like, also, it depends on what you consider fast food. I suggested sparkles, and I go to hate chicken the other night. She's like, no, I have hate chicken a lot. Raymond likes the hate chicken. Like, I never eat the hate chicken. Yeah, Taco Bell will... Re- I don't get diarrhea. I get constipated from the Taco Bell. But enough enough of that. So this is demonstrators in the German Trade Union Confederation. May Day March in Dortmund, Germany. Speaking of Germany, here's a fun story for May Day. Feminist witch protest kicks off May Day protests in Berlin. The women's safety campaigners among thousands on Germany's streets in annual Labor Day marches. It's it's sad that we don't really have something comparable to this here in the United States. May Day isn't really a thing in the U.S. I didn't even really know it existed until I got to college. Feminist march on the eve of May Day known as Walpurgnacht. Can I get a pronunciation on that? I do not want to offend the witches. Valpurgisnacht. 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 I still think I'm getting it wrong, but I'm closer than I was. Valpurgisnacht. Valpurgisnacht. A feminist march on the eve of May Day known as Valpurgisnacht. I really, I didn't get anywhere close that time. When witches traditionally meet, kicked off May Day demonstrations in Berlin with a group of around 2,500 take back the night. 
The demonstration, described as lively and initially peaceful, was aimed at reconquering the night for women, lesbians, intersex, and transgender people, according to the organizers. Power motherfuckers. Accompanied by a large police presence, it concentrated on the northern and central... God damn it. Prinzlagerberg. Prinzlagerberg. And might districts of Berlin... But police intervened to stop the march after some participants set fire to colored flares and bottles were thrown. Sounds kind of tame to me. Later in the evening, protester, uh, protesters apparently acting independently of organizers threw paint at shop windows and several panes of glass were broken, leading to three arrests. Charges were brought for breaching the peace, violent assault, bodily harm, and criminal damage. Police spokesperson Anja Dirch told broadcaster RBB24. Ragerskak is an event in German folklore when witches meet to hold revels with the devil, traditionally in the region of north-central Germany, on the Broken Mountain, or Brocken Mountain. Hell yeah, that sounds fun! Fuck yeah, German witches! A supporter of former Brazilian President Luiz Inácio uh, da Silva, who is running for re-election within the Workers' Party, carries her daughter during a May Day rally in São Paulo, Brazil, on Sunday, May the 1st. People attend a May Day rally on International Workers' Day in Belgrade, Serbia. Bonjour! Wait! Right. This is like the third time I've been like, weren't you already following me? Monsour. Welcome. Demonstrators participate in a May Day march organized by CGIL, CISL, and UIL Lombardio Trade Unions in Milan, Italy. The man dressed as a clown in Colombia. This is pictures from Cubans. There was a rally in New York. There's one in the Philippines. Orders of left-wing trade unions gathered during a rally on May Day in India. India, which also has large worker demonstrations. This is in Leipzig, Germany. Seoul, South Korea, which I fucked up the name of the other day. Once again in Belgrade, Serbia. This one in Cambodia. Plot twist. Reese is still watching. Can you confirm that? Or are you just, are you taking a stab in the dark? Talk about how unionization in the U.S. is increasing. Starbucks workers drive nationwide surge in union organizing. I haven't even been able to keep up with the number of stores that have won their union votes. August 30th, 2021, three Starbucks stores in and around Buffalo, New York, filed uh, union election petitions with the National Labor Relations Board. In the eight months since, close to 250 Other Starbucks stores have followed, driving a surge in union election petitions not seen since 2015. 
The NLRB reported that union election petitions were up 57% in the first half of 2022 fiscal year compared with the year before. Starbucks petitions account for nearly a quarter of all petitions filed since January. The Starbucks unionizing effort is remarkable not only because of the stunning speed at which it is spread. More than 40 Starbucks stores have voted to unionize, but also because food and drink establishments have traditionally been among the least unionized uh, workplaces in the U.S., Only 1.2% of all workers in the sector were unionized in 2021, according to the Labor Department. NPR analysis of union election petitions filed with the NLRB found that a decade ago, fewer than 4% of union election petitions came from the accommodations and food service industry, mostly hotel and cafeteria workers seeking representation. One notable exception was a Panero Bread shop in Michigan. So far in 2022, the accommodations and food services industry makes up 27.5% of all union election petitions with a small number of independently owned coffee houses in cities such as Minneapolis, Philadelphia, and Nashville joining hundreds of Starbucks locations all around the country and seeking union representation. Other factors contributing to recent wave of unionizing is, I'm sorry, the recent wave of organizing a labor-friendly administration in the White House, a Democratic majority on the NLRB, and a strong labor market. Job openings remain at record highs, leading some workers to cast aside fears over, sparking, or over speaking out and demanding more from their employers. They say it's a more union-friendly White House. We are seeing gestures towards that. Washington Post says Amazon and Starbucks union workers could, could be invited to the White House. The offer would amount to a significant pro-labor gesture. Biden administration is talking with workers behind the union drives at Amazon and Starbucks about a potential White House visit. Chris Smalls up in the White House would be awesome. Four people familiar with the matter said in what would amount to a significant show of support for the ongoing unionization drives. The discussions come just weeks after the White House said it would resist picking sides in high-profile union disputes. People familiar with the matter, who spoke on the condition of anonymity because the discussions have not been made public, said details are fluid and no meeting has been finalized. Amazon workers shocked the labor movement by voting at the end of March to unionize a company warehouse on Staten Island, The results of a vote at a second Amazon warehouse on Staten Island are expected on Monday. Could be another fantastic celebration. Day after May Day, Starbucks workers have formed unions at more than 40 locations since December. Biden has frequently said he would be the most pro-union president in American history. This is my commentary. That's a fucking low bar. But still, I think you're falling far short of FDR, sir. Back to the Washington Post, but the White House has largely avoided the uh, perception of direct involvement with union drives. Speaking to the North American Building Trades Union this month, Biden said, By the way, Amazon, here we come. Watch. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki later said that Biden's remarks... We're not sending a message that he or the U.S. government would be directly involved in any of these efforts or take any direct action in line with the administration's long-standing position. 
I mean, I don't have hope that Biden, who has long been a a sellout to Wall Street banking interest, would take the side of workers. But White House officials are eager to align themselves with the apparent revival of the labor movement that they argue is the result of their economic policies. Bull-fucking-shit. I think if you can attribute it to anybody in politics and it's only partially attributable to him, it's Bernie fucking Sanders. Republicans have attacked Biden's economic record as leading to higher inflation for American families, but wages also have risen rapidly. The unemployment rate has plummeted and job openings have surged, giving workers leverage to demand better conditions. The Biden administration is optimistic that workers can translate that leverage into lasting gains, particularly if inflation cools this year. Now, this strong job market apparently has... Wall Street concerned. You hate to see it. God damn it, the New York Times did it again to me. Fucking shit. Trying to dox me. For those of you who might have been waiting on the ability to dox me, I can assure you, that was not my AP address. I have no clue why it does that to me. The year's decline in stock prices follows a historical pattern. When unemployment is ultra-low, the uppity times are behind us, a bank research chief said. U.S. unemployment rate is 3.6%, only a hair above its level just before the pandemic, which was a 50-year low. Corporate profits rocketed past 35% in 2021, and profit margins were at their widest since 1950. Yet stocks have been hammered lately. Two key stock indexes, the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ 100, have been deep in negative ter- uh, terrain since the start of the year. Oh, boo-hoo! It may seem a contradiction. is actually a historical pattern. Hot labor markets and hot stock markets often don't mix well. It's almost like the stock market is a measure of how well rich people are doing. What may seem a contradiction... Oh, I've I already read that part. In fact, times of low unemployment are correlated with somewhat subdued stock returns, while valuations uh, trend higher on average during periods of high unemployment. Analysts explain this phenomenon as a plain function of the unemployment rate status as a lagging indicator, letting people know how the economy was faring in the immediate past, while the stock market itself constantly serves as a leading indicator... Coldly, if somewhat imperfectly, projecting an evolving consensus about the fate of companies as time goes on. When unemployment is ultra-low, the uppity times are behind us, and when it's super high, there are good times ahead. Wow. Said Fadraic Garvey? Fuck. Patrick Garvey, a head of research at ING, a global bank. In 2007, for instance, unemployment sank as low as 4.4%. But the annual return for the S&P 500 index was only 5.5%. Stocks plunged during the financial crisis the next year. And then in 2009, as unemployment ripped higher to, 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 to 10%, the index gained 26.5%. Breaks on the pattern occur since various tailwinds for big business, such as the tech boom of the 1990s, can briefly overpower historical trends. 
Covery's peak investor exuberance can lead to excessive risk-taking by businesses, which plants the seeds of the next downturn, just as workers are benefiting from it being in high demand, with their higher wages cutting into corporate cash piles built up during good times, putting pressure on near-term profits. This article once again confirms to me that these assholes that write about uh, finance for these uh, papers have no idea how the economy actually works. Everything okay on Twitch? Oh shit, my bitrate has gone down. Well shit. We're bouncing back now. Just a temporary loss of consciousness. We are back. Hopefully in high def. Apparently, Amazon posted some losses. Boo-hoo for Amazon. After spending billions of dollars on new warehouses, a move that cut into profits, analysts say Amazon may have built too much too fast. The world's largest online retailer on Thursday reported $2 billion in incremental costs from having excess fulfillment and transportation capacity, a dramatic shift from just two years ago when Amazon had to turn away merchants' goods, saying it only had room for vital supplies. Amazon's CFO said the company will spend less on fulfillment projects this year than last, while transportation investments... Well, how many more fulfillment centers can they build? He said the company appeared to be overbuilt for current demand, but that Amazon had no regrets. Analysts say Amazon may have gotten a little ahead of themselves, but they expect the company to grow into the excess space. The new reality began to emerge halfway through 2021. Amazon was on track to double its warehouse and delivery network to meet the at-home shopping demand during the health crisis. But after the Christmas holiday, online sales dipped. And once the Omicron wave subsided, brick-and-mortar stores beckoned shoppers once again. And with fuel prices rising, shoppers faced a choice between buying goods and filling their cars with high-priced Once gas. again, they're framing it as the Omicron rave being good for Amazon. $3.7 billion in the first quarter, while a decline in Amazon shares in electric vehicle maker Rivian resulted in the company's first net loss since 2015. I hadn't even heard of that shit. Rivian. Resulted in... I don't know, like, of the electric vehicles I've seen, that might be the best-looking front. Sparkles pointed out a Tesla to me the other day, and she's like, look, it has it has no front end. It has no nose. Like, it is ugly. That's not bad-looking. I like that. I can get down with something like that. I'd never even heard of those vehicles, though. U.S. economy unexpectedly shrinks in 2022's first quarter. Gross domestic product fell at a 1.4% annualized rate. Might have something to do with the Omicron wave, if I had to guess. U.S. economy unexpectedly shrank last quarter for the first time since 2020 as the trade deficit ballooned, adding to political headaches for President Joe Biden, but unlikely to sway the Federal Reserve from hiking interest rates 
aggressively to combat inflation. Gross domestic product fell at a 1.4% annualized rate as surging imports and softer inventory growth more than offset otherwise solid consumer and business demand, the Commerce Department's uh, preliminary estimates showed on Thursday. The print was below all but one estimate in a Bloomberg survey. The median projection was for a 1% increase. All right, enough economic shit. Let's piss on Elon Musk. Have I ever told you guys Elon Musk is really fucking dumb? Because he is. He engaged with uh, AOC in a Twitter spat. From Bloomberg now. Elon Musk engaged in a Twitter spat with Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez after she rebuked billionaires and delivered an indirect rebuttal of the Tesla Inc. chief executive's tweet saying that the Democratic Party has been hijacked by extremists. He wasn't talking about Elon Musk. Not cider tweet here. Musk, who has agreed to buy Twitter Inc., for $44 billion, a lot of people are skeptical that the deal is actually going to go through. I've been seeing a lot more of that. A uh, tweet about Democrats to his nearly 89 million followers on Thursday, hours after tweeting a cartoon showing liberals sprinting far to the left since 2008. Let's look at that. Can we see that tweet? Because a lot of right-wingers tweeted that out. Matter of fact, matter of fact, that was one of the uh, one of the things that uh, Reesey Boy took issue with on me. He commented, I shared that out on Twitter and showed where it is empirically false. So I'm going to show it to you now. Here's a Fox News article on liberals meltdown over Elon Musk meme. You can see with like center Elon Musk me. My fellow liberal over here to the left and he's kind of far away from the uh, dude on the right. Elon moves a little closer to the center by 2012. The left is running to the left. The right has remained constant. Progressive all the way over on the left calling Elon a bigot who's now moderately to the to the right and the, the conservative on the right in 2021 is laughing. As many people pointed out, the Democratic leadership is exactly the same. In 2008, Joe Biden was the vice president Nancy Pelosi was the top Democrat in the House. Chuck Schumer was the top Democrat in the Senate. Now Joe Biden is president. Nancy Pelosi is the top Democrat in the House. Chuck Schumer is the top Democrat in the Senate. It's the same exact party. But Elon says they have ran to the left. Now, allow me to show you the actual evidence that proves that is empirically false. This is Pew Research Center, never accused of being liberal. Republicans have moved further to the right than Democrats have to the left. 
It is a a twenty five point move for Republicans and a six point move for Democrats. A twenty five point move to the House, or I mean, a twenty five point move to the right for Republicans in the House. Seven point move to the left for Democrats in the House. A twenty eight point move to the right for Republicans in the Senate. Six point move. For Democrats to the left in the Senate. I I don't know what else to tell you. It's the same exact fucking party. There's there's a data set to back it up. People pointed out like, oh well there's there's even more Republicans that are accepting of gay marriage now, and like that's not a that's not an indicator. And we've we've seen that Republicans are clearly coming for the Oglefeld decision. Ocasio Cortez, a leader of young progressive Democrats who has twelve point nine million Twitter followers of her own, never named Musk. She rejected his assertion about the party in a separate tweet. She blamed hate crimes on some billionaire with an ego problem who unilaterally controls a massive communication platform, though she didn't make clear to whom she was referring. Uh, that is kind of a misrepresentation of AOC's tweet. Because it's clear she, she included something in there that makes it clear that she was not talking about Musk. Tired of having to collectively uh, stress about what explosion of hate crimes is happening because some billionaire with an ego problem unilaterally controls a massive communication platform and skews it because Tucker Carlson or Peter Till took him to dinner and made him feel special. That's Mark Zuckerberg. She's clearly talking about Mark Zuckerberg. Elon Musk, stop hitting on me. I'm really shy. Casio Cortez replied on Twitter, I wasn't talking about Zuckerberg. I was talking about Zuckerberg, but okay, in an apparent reference to Meta Platform CEO Mark Zuckerberg, and then deleted that response 57 seconds later per an archive of deleted politician tweets kept by ProPublica. I don't know why she deleted it. I mean, it's Zuckerberg that went to dinner with Till and, and Carlson, I'm pretty sure. Maybe Musk has too, and I didn't I'm not aware of it. I guess that's a possibility. Peter Till was an investor in Facebook though, I know that. For a fact. Back and forth appeared to be prompted by a Musk tweet on Thursday in which he said, I strongly supported Obama for president, but today's Democratic Party has been hijacked by extremists. The extreme left is taking over where, in Texas, Republicans passed a law allowing rapists to sue their victims for getting an abortion. Can anyone name a far-left policy that extreme uh, implemented anywhere? We can't even get our party to import cheaper prescriptions from Canada. True. Now, a lot of Republicans would say defund the police, but police budgets have gone up.
Some of the plans that Elon had for Twitter have been exposed now. Reading from the Daily Beast, Elon Musk to slash Twitter executive pay and to monetize tweets. Centric billionaire Elon Musk plans to strip Twitter's board of directors of their pay, cut executive stipends and uh, or stipends, however the fuck you say it. I've never had a stipend before. What's up, Tones? And make money off ordinary tweets, according to Reuters. Musk made the promises to banks before they helped back his $44 billion acquisition of the social media platform on April 21st. Reuters sources say the promises are more visionary than solid, but it was enough to secure $13 billion and $12.5 billion in loans. The rest of the hefty price tag for Twitter will come out of his own pocket. Musk, by the way, uh, uh, Tesla's stock has dropped something like 20% since this whole Twitter fiasco. Musk previously tweeted that cutting board pay would save the company around $3 million a year. Musk will assume ownership of Twitter in late 2022 if the deal is completed. Which is a big if. Another part of his plan uh, apparently includes restoring some unsavory accounts to Twitter. The shadow crew who encouraged Elon Musk's Twitter takeover... Elon Musk's crusade against Twitter escalated from a war of words to a full-on takeover. He was egged on behind the scenes by a mix of voices from fellow billionaires to internet trolls with their own beats with the social media platform. And Mr. Musk, a serial entrepreneur with a hard Twitter habit, these men found a vessel for pent-up animosity over the company's content moderation and management. One of them had a very personal stake. Twitter's co-founder and former chief executive, Jack Dorsey, who resigned last year under pressure from his board, who was whispering in Mr. Musk's ear that Twitter should be a private company, people familiar with the matter say. Now that Twitter's board has accepted Mr. Musk's $44 billion buyout offer, the Tesla Inc. CEO and the world's richest person is positioned to act on years of grievance and mold the platform in his own maverick image. Mr. Musk declined to be interviewed and isn't clear whether he took any of their advice to heart or merely followed his own gut. Likewise, he has been cagey about his plans for the platform should he complete the deal beyond his oft-stated feelings that speech on Twitter, which he has said he views as the town square of the digital age, should be unfettered so long as it doesn't violate the law. I applied to get unbanned. I got an email saying, no, they will not be unbanning me. So all the people saying that they have gotten their accounts unbanned since Elon took over are full of shit. If Mr. Musk, as he has signaled, moves toward a true Twitter free for all, it could unleash other, even more uh, schismatic personalities. The right-wing provocateur Charles C. Johnson, banned in 2015 for tweets asking for fundraising for taking out a prominent Black Lives Matter activist has already seized on the chance for clemency. When Mr. Johnson saw Mr. Musk offer to buy the company, he he texted Mr. Musk's point man on the deal, Jared uh, Jared Birchall, head of the billionaire's personal investment office. When do I get my Twitter account back, Mr. Johnson asked. Hopefully soon, Mr. Birchall responded. So, apparently, (laughs) these prominent, like... White nationalists 
have a direct line to Elon Musk. Insane. I wonder why. Man, that explains a lot about their uh, facility that had all the uh, charges of racial discrimination now, doesn't it? Fuck off, Elon Musk. Yeah, I'm done with Elon. Let's move on to funny time. This this is what we're going to end with tonight. We're going to watch Biden's comments. A portion of them. I wouldn't be able to sit through all fucking almost 20 minutes of Biden's comments. Here's a clip from Biden from the correspondence dinner last night, and then we're going to watch Trevor Noah's whole bit because that'll be fun. Ladies and gentlemen, President Joe Biden. Motherfucker, I, I grabbed the whole clip. Can we, can we make it through a Biden speech? He is a, He's supposed to be funny, so maybe they wrote some good jokes for him. I am not high enough for this shit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Steve, for that introduction. And a special thanks to the 42% of you actually applauded. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here tonight with the only group of Americans with a lower yeah. approval rating than I have. Inez Freedom Cantor was not applauding. That was pretty good. A group of Americans who have a lower approval rating than Biden. Yes, yes, the news media does indeed. If you don't know, this is the, this is like the dinner that the news media throws themselves in Washington, and all the all the like big wig politicians come. This this event in what 2012, 2013. This event. Some, one of those years was the impetus for Trump running for office because Obama roasted him. That's hard to say after what we just saw. This is the first time the president attended this dinner in six years. Yeah, Trump would not allow himself to be made fun of. It's understandable. We had a horrible plague followed by two years of COVID. That was a good one. Just imagine if my predecessor came to this dinner this year. Now that would really have been a real coup if that occurred. (laughs) Okay, Papaw's got some jokes. Papaw's got some jokes. To be here at such an event with so much history. It was already referenced. The very first president to attend the White House Correspondence Center was Calvin Coolidge in 1924. I'd just been elected to the United States Senate. <laughs> tell him, Cal, just be yourself. Get up there and speak from the heart. You're going to be great, kid. You're going to do it well. You're going to be great, kid. Jill is with me tonight. Jilly, how are you, kid? I think... I think she's doing an incredible job. As Dr. Biden, since it pisses off the right wing. The first lady to continue working full-time as she does as a professor. She doesn't pay much attention to the polls. Though, she did say the other day, instead of introducing myself as Jill Biden's husband, maybe to introduce myself as her roommate. Uh, <laughs> I've attended this dinner many times, but this is my first time 
as president. The organizers had, uh, had it hard, uh, made it pretty hard for me tonight. Although the good news is, if all goes well, I have a real shot at replacing James Corden. <laughs> it was great having him over to the White House the other day, just as he announced he's leaving. The just like Corden, you've got some uh, accusations getting a little too touchy-feely. Sounds just about right to me. <laughs> and it's tough to follow pros like James and Billy Eichner. Billy, where are you again? Where is he? Well, Billy... You're famous for interviews. Looking a little better until like he announces he's got COVID this week. You should know. What this is probably a super spreader event. And you should, I think, you should hope meets the press. Maybe they start to watch it again. <laughs> I've never had to open. Never had to. <laughs> I've never had to open. Um, I'll never be. I'll never be invited to meet the press again. Anyway, never have to open before Trevor Noah. Trevor's great. When I was elected. He did a show and he called me America's new dad. <laughs> Let me tell you something, pal. I'm flattered anybody would call me a new anything. <laughs> <You're> my- <laughs> well, it's been a tough few years for the country. There's one reason why it's great to be here again. Everyone at the White House is so excited. I told my grandkids and Pete Buttigieg they could stay up late and watch this show tonight. <laughs> Tonight, tonight, we come here to answer a very important question in everybody's mind. Why in hell are we still doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I, know there, I know there are questions about whether we should gather here tonight because of COVID. Well, we're here to show the country that we're getting through this pandemic. Plus, everyone had to prove they were fully vaccinated and boosted. So if you're at home watching this and you want a snake mug, just put on the website, your favorite Fox News reporter. They're all here, vaccinated and boosted. All oh, it's on the screen right now. Every single one of these motherfuckers is going to announce they have COVID. Fox, Fox News, I'm, I'm really sorry. Your preferred candidate lost the last election. To make it up to you, I'm happy to give my chief of staff to you all so he can tell Sean Hannity what to say every day. No, I, I know you wouldn't lie to me. In fact, Ron Klain is here at the CBS table, which hired Mick Mulvaney. <laughs> Mick on CBS? I was stunned. I figured he'd end up on Mask Singer with Rudy. <laughs> amazing hire, guys. Really quite amazing. Look. I know this is a tough town. I came to office with an ambitious agenda, and I expected it to face stiff opposition in the Senate. I just hoped it would be from Republicans. Oh! I'm not worried about the midterms. I'm not worried about them. We may end up with more partisan gridlock, but I'm confident we can work it out during my remaining six years in the presidency. (laughs) And folks, I'm not really here to roast the GOP. That's not my style. Besides, there's nothing I can say about the GOP that Kevin McCarthy hasn't already put on tape. Oh! You know, at the same... That was a good one. At the same time, a lot of people say the Republican Party is too extreme, too divisive, too controlled by one person. They say that's not your father's Republican Party. 
Ronald Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear this wall down. Today's Republicans say, tear down Mickey Mouse's house. And pretty soon they'll be storming Cinderella's castle. Probably, it was probably Trevor Noah if anybody helped him write the some Republicans jokes. Seem to support one fella, some guy named Brandon. He's having uh, a <laughs> Let me conclude with a serious word. That's who we're getting ready to watch. We're going to watch Trevor Noah's set here in a second. We're coming through a devastating pandemic, and we have to stay vigilant. I know Kamala wanted to be here, for example. Thankfully, she's doing well. You should all know she sends her best. <laughs> we're in a time when what we... Apparently, they hate each other. It's getting worse. It's facing the gravest of threats, and I'm being deadly earnest. Overseas, overseas, the liberal world order that laid the foundation for global peace, stability, and prosperity since World War II is genuinely, seriously under assault. I try to keep you here every night. And at home, a poison is running through our democracy. Of all, all this taking place with disinformation massively on the rise. Tonight was we do, we did all worker stories, and we pissed on Elon Musk, and now we're we're watching the correspondence dinner. I mean this from the bottom of my heart, that you, the free press, matter more than you. Oh, we even had a troll at the beginning of the show. It's been a fun show. I've always believed that good journalism holds up a mirror to ourselves to reflect on the good, the bad, and the true. Tonight, I want to congratulate the awardees and the scholarship winners who carry on that sacred tradition. This ain't funny. Next. The courage of the Ukrainian people because of the courage of American reporters in this room. And I'm wrapping you up, Joe. I'm done. You ain't got any more jokes? I don't want to hear it. Here's Trevor Noah from Thank last you. night. I'm going to turn this over to Trevor now. Strap myself into my seat. <laughs> and Trevor, the really good news is now I feel like the troll might have liked it if I pissed on him. Unlike in Moscow, you won't go to jail. <laughs> Cody Majuro. Oh, can he stand? I'm I'm glad to see him standing. I thought I thought something had happened to him where he was like partially paralyzed or something. Wow, that was pretty fantastic. One more time for President Biden, please. That was really great. I got a promise I will not be going to jail. I will. I'll switch things up now. Let's see how we do this. How's everybody doing tonight? You guys good? Everyone good? First of all, thank you so much, Steve. Good evening, Mr. President, First Lady, members of the media. And all the men relieved that Ronan Farrow isn't here tonight. It is my great honor to be speaking tonight at the nation's oh. most distinguished super spreader event. No, for real, people, what are we doing here? Let's be Seriously. Honest. What are we doing? Like, did Seriously. nothing learn anything from the gridiron dinner? Nothing. Huh? Like, do you read any of your own newspapers? I mean, I expect this from Sean Hannity, but the rest of you, what are you doing here? 
You guys spent the last two years telling everyone the importance of wearing masks and avoiding large indoor gatherings. Then the second someone offers you a free dinner, you all turn into Joe Rogan. Huh? <laughs> I mean, Dr. Fauci dropped out. That should have been a pretty big sign. Fauci thought it was too dangerous to come tonight. Pete Davidson thinks it's okay. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Uh, now, for those who don't know me, uh, my name is Trevor Noah, and I'm, I'm really honored to be here, honestly. Um, you know, because you could have picked any comedian. You could have invited anyone, but you went with the South African variant. Very on theme. <laughs> I appreciate that. And uh, COVID risk aside, can I just say how happy I am that this event is happening again for the first time in three years? Yeah. And the truth is, I want us all to have a good time tonight. So please, everyone relax. You know, I know everyone in this room is worried about who catches you laughing at what. And Big night indeed. Just, just chill. We're celebrating. We're out. You know, get comfortable. Not too comfortable, Jeffrey Tubin. Not too comfortable. Uh... You know what? No, don't, don't ooh him. I hate that Michelle Wolf has kind of faded away since her correspondence dinner. She did a great job. That's the first step to winning a Grammy for Comedy Album of the Year. Also, I'm sorry closed captioning is turned off. There, there's you know just not closed captioning stop. on this. We all come back from mistakes. Now, you might have noticed I'm going to be telling some jokes tonight. But I want you to understand, I am not here to tear anybody down, Okay. Yeah, I might roast you gently, you know, like a pair of testicles on a Tucker Carlson special, but I'm not, I'm not doing this just for the attention, all right? I'm a comedian, not Kirsten Cinema, all right? And by the way, Kirsten uh, Cinema, whoever thought we'd see the day in American politics when a senator could be openly bisexual but closeted Republican, huh? That's progress. That's progress. And yes, I know a lot of you are worried, and yes, it is risky making jokes these days, you know? I mean, we all saw what happened at the Oscars. Um, I've actually been a little bit worried about tonight. I, I won't lie, you know? I was like, what if I make like a really mean joke, you know, about like Kellyanne Conway, and then her husband rushes up on the stage and thanks me? <laughs> I just hope we all stay calm. Because it is exciting to be here, even though some people don't think this dinner should even Aww, my my captions are working. It's too cozy with I have co closed captioning on the stream, which is, is that you guys getting Trevor Noah, so you would never allow personal connections to affect your ability to be I try I try to be as accessible as possible. Where is Chris by the way? Is he They don't have them. There's no I have captions set to be on. Oh, by the way, um before before we really get going, uh, a few quick announcements. Um, I thought she did an amazing job. I just hate that she's faded into obscurity now. I've been asked to remind you not to hand your resume to the cable news execs at your table until after the event, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> also, a quick note before people uh, order their Ubers home tonight, Governor Greg Abbott is generously providing free buses for the Telemundo table. Very oh, shit. But man, what a room this is, huh? Look at this room. Everyone is here tonight. We've got politicians, huh? we've got the media, we've got celebrities, basically anyone who's been to Jeffrey Epstein's island. This is an exclusive. Oh! In fact, coming in, coming in, I heard Meghan McCain telling the bouncer, do you know who my father was? And they were like, you have a ticket, you, you can just come in. But she insisted on telling them who her father was anyway. <laughs> and I'll tell you, as somebody coming from Africa, I mean, 
I've just got to say, this is so exciting, you know, to be at this swanky party full of Washington's most powerful... Why are you picketing me? It's not as exciting as Madison Cawthorn made it sound, but still very sexy. Oh! Very, very sexy. There's many big names here tonight. Yeah, one of my favorites, Ron DeSantis, is here. Yeah, you yeah. Live in sexual oh, man, I'm actually anarchy. surprised that he found the time. You know, he's been so busy trying to outmaneuver Trump for 2024. I see you, Ron. I see you, Flair. Yeah, I've seen what you've been doing, blaming Trump for the lockdowns, distancing yourself from the vaccines that Trump created with his own two hands. Nobody knew how to make vaccines until I made them. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, yeah, cancel Justin. Nobody knew how. Not even Fauci. <laughs> but Ron, Ron is playing it coy, man. He won't even tell people if he got the booster, yeah. Or as they say in Florida, don't ask, don't tell. Am I right? Uh, you see, what I like about Ron DeSantis is like, if Trump was the original Terminator, DeSantis is like the T-1000. You know, you're smarter than him. You're slicker than him. You can walk down ramps. Yeah. <laughs> because you see, no, Trump said he won the election, but everyone was just able to look at the numbers and see that he was wrong. That's why Ron DeSantis is one step ahead. I love this because you know DeSantis is sitting over there fuming because he does not want attention called to the fact that he is he is trying to be coy about the fact that he is going to run for president in 2024. First you ban the math textbooks, then nobody knows how to count the votes. Boom! My man! <laughs> what a room! Are you kidding me? The great chef, Jose Andres, is joining us here tonight. Give it up for him, people. We never got a shot of DeSantis. My good friend. In the room. Trevor Noah said he was there, but I didn't see him in the crowd. There's a disaster anywhere in the world. Chef Jose is there. Which I guess is why he's sitting at the CNN table tonight. <laughs> what did I do, Nine Tails? I don't know what's going on. What did I do? That it's such an honor to be here tonight is that we all get to be in the same room as the most powerful man in the United States. So I would, if I was DeSantis, I wouldn't go anywhere near this yeah, good shit. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. No, for real, for real, Mr. President. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me here. You know, I was a little confused about why me, but then I was told that you get your highest approval ratings when a biracial African guy is standing next to you, so... Uh, oh! Uh, so let me just say, uh, Joe... Uh, I'm glad that I could uh, do my part. And uh, hopefully this will work. <laughs> oh, fuck. The voice. More importantly, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden is here, everybody. Give it up for her. You know, interesting fact, even as First Lady, Dr. Biden continued her teaching career. Yeah, the first time a presidential spouse has ever done so. Ever. Congratulations. Now, you might think it's because she loves teaching so much, but it's actually because um, she's still paying off her student debt. I'm sorry about that, Jill. Yeah, I guess you should have voted for Bernie. You know, sir, can I just say, I think everyone will agree that it's actually nice to once again have a... You should have voted for Bernie. ...to come to the White House Correspondents' Dinner and hear jokes about himself... I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. If you didn't come, I totally would have understood. Yeah. Yeah, because these people have been so hard on you, which I don't get. I really don't. You know, I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up. Everything. Ooh. 
No, it really has been a tough first year for you, Mr. President. And, and surely you must be a little worried about 2024. You know, there's a lot of passion on the Republican side. There really is. You know, it's going to be an interesting time. And as you all know, President Biden's lack of a filter does get him into hot water sometimes. You know, last month he caused a huge international incident saying that Vladimir Putin should be removed from power. It was very, very upsetting to Russia. Yeah, until someone explained to them that none of the stuff Biden wants actually gets done. Oh! But, despite some hiccups, President Biden has led the country through some really dark times since he took office. The COVID pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the launch of CNN Plus. <laughs> and don't forget... Rest in peace, CNN Plus. He had some major legislative successes. You know, in his first year in office, I might add. You know, he got a bipartisan infrastructure bill passed that would do everything from fixing America's roads and bridges to modernizing school buses, which Matt Gates's girlfriend is very excited about. <laughs> Oh! Not to mention, no president in my memory has given more marginalized groups opportunities. You know, I'm talking about women, the LGBTQ community, the Taliban, the list goes on and on. <laughs> I know, Mr. President, that the left is super upset. Oh, oh, that, that the woman in the front row, her face was priceless. ...posing a new 20% minimum tax on the super wealthy, and I will say, President Biden, that you were a big man here, a really big man. You could have targeted Donald Trump, but instead you chose to only raise taxes on billionaires. That was big of you. <laughs> really nice. Ooh. So, personally, I think that President Biden could do a better job at taking credit for the things that are going right. You know, I mean, unemployment is currently at 3.6%. Think about that, people. 3.6%, 2% if you don't count the Cuomo family. And I will say, President Biden came into office and he's done well and he's done badly. And in this room, I wow. know mixed reviews. You know, there was a lot of talk about how the president really respects the press. But what has he really done for you guys, huh? Think of all the journalists whose careers have been hurt by the Biden presidency. People like Daniel Dale. He used to be CNN's star fact checker on TV every day. But now, <laughs> anything to check. <laughs> Same for Glenn Kessler of the Washington Post. On the way here, I saw him on the street offering four Pinocchios for a dollar. Mr. President, that's on you. <laughs> and what about Maggie Haberman? For four years, it was exclusives, huh? On the Russia investigation, corruption, the president doesn't read his daily briefings, on and on. Now look at her. She spends all day fighting with random people on Twitter like a common political reporter. <laughs> You've ruined her, Mr. President. Now, of course, of course, um, President Biden doesn't often have to deal with the media directly. Yes, that task falls to Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Yes. Glad you could make it tonight. Is really there? Make it tonight. Hey, Jen Psaki. Are you willing to come over here and risk getting COVID for, like, what, the 10th time now? <laughs> getting COVID, Jen. That's why I didn't know if she was out of quarantine. Boss hooked us all up with free tests. Does he not have your address? What's going on there? <laughs> The word on the streets is actually that um, Jen Psaki is uh, going to MSNBC next month. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, apparently just being on C-SPAN, the ratings were too high, and she wanted more of a challenge, you know? <laughs> wanted to switch things. Oh! Don't put the camera on her. 
If it's true, congratulations to Jen on your big career change. But you know, moving to MSNBC is going to be a big switch up for you because right now your current job is to make the Biden administration look as good as, as possible, you know, at all costs. Now you're going to be at MSNBC and you're going to have to, um, you'll be fine actually. Now that I'm sorry. I don't even know why I, I apologize. By the way, MSNBC, can I just say you guys are doing great work? Do they do that or do they just attack Trump all the time? When Trump was in office, your shows were all about how bad he was. And now that Biden's in office, your shows are all about how bad Trump was. Consistency is important. We appreciate that. We really do. Also, See? shout out to Joe and Mika. Yeah, I love you guys. Most adorable HR violation in town. I love it. <laughs> what? And that's why we're really here, people. We're here to honor the media. Yeah. So, first and foremost, let's give it up for the White House press pool. Let's give it up for them, please. You guys... You guys are relentless. Every day you show up, and every day you demand answers on the pressing issues of the day. And then Fox News asks about Hunter Biden. And I'll be honest, I actually think that's a good thing. I really do. I think people need to be held accountable if they're using their dad's name to get ahead in life. And I can't think of anyone better to ask about that than Peter Ducey. Peter Ducey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wherever he is, Chris Wallace laughed at that joke. <laughs> but you see, the real purpose of tonight is to honor some of the country's best political journalists, people like Abby Phillip, Yamish Elsendor, right? And Mick Mulvaney. Actually, you know why CBS hired Mick Mulvaney? I get it. You know, he's more than just the guy who assured everyone that Donald Trump would concede gracefully. No, he can also get you access. This is the first time I'm watching it. Yeah, we watched Biden before this. Concede very gracefully. It's very important. So shout out to CBS, my corporate cousin. You can actually find us uh, on Paramount Plus. Yes, right between SpongeBob SquarePants and a bunch of movies that even Delta's in-flight entertainment system turned down. <laughs> but I, wanna, I don't want to dwell on that. I want to dwell on Mick Mulvaney when we have so many other great journalists here tonight. We got Anderson Cooper in the house, man. We got Rachel Maddow. We got Don Lemon. We got Shepard Smith, Smith, and so many other huge talents who can no longer be mentioned in Florida public schools. I see you, Rhonda Sanctus. What's going on? Wow. Man? Oh. <laughs> oh man. Yes, I love it. A lot of big media names in the room tonight. If he was there, they would have cut to him. Where? Like, I don't think he's there. I'd ask a follow-up, but I know you don't know what those are. Oh! Don't boo him, he's trying. Man, these people are mean, Chuck. The Axios team is also in the house. I didn't know this, but Axios is actually Greek for political playbook without the birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, Axios got a lot of flack a few years ago for releasing a star photo that had fewer black people in it than CPAC, but kudos to Axios. They fixed that problem by not releasing any more star photos. And, um, <laughs> Swan, my man, I'm a fan, personal fan. You've been crushing it with those interviews. Congrats on the award. People are always asking, how does Jonathan Swan get these politicians to open up to him? I'll tell you how. It's the Australian accent. <laughs> yeah, American journalists sound too aggressive. What did you do with the money? An interview with Jonathan Swan is like being interrogated by a koala. Australians aren't aggressive? But Senator McConnell, don't you think it's strange that you and the devil have never been seen in the same place at the same time? <laughs> don't you think that's strange? It is very strange. Well, I guess when you go to hell, you'll find out for yourself. <laughs> 
NPR is here tonight, one of my favorites. Congratulations on all the work you do. I love Tiny Desk concerts. I just wish you guys... I love Tiny Desk. ...for money. You know, maybe you're spending too much on those tote bags. Who designs those? House of Gucci? Why not just ask Ivanka which kids make her stuff? Come on. Oh. Also here. Man, can I just say, New York Times, I did not realize how much you guys like to party. Yeah, I've seen some of you sneaking off to the bathroom to do things you're not supposed to. Night, Borg. Like post on Twitter. Yeah, I've seen that. I love the New York Times. I really do. You guys are the best. Go ahead. Light one up. Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we get the sack. Exactly. Whatever the police have given you to say. Really powerful. Like, is it just me, or does the New York Times keep blaming bail reform on crimes that had nothing to do with bail reform? Like, I'm half expecting to open your newspaper and see a headline, Mets blow four-run lead due to changes in state bail laws. And you know, it's actually crazy how you guys have been attacked for everything, from your investigations into Trump's taxes, to your reporting on the pandemic, and yet, the biggest death threats that you received is because there were two L's in the wordle that day. That was wild. By the way, give it up to those New York Times reporters. I don't know what a wordle is. That was amazing. Yeah, give it up for them. Incredible. I've, I've, I've been told it's like a turtle, but wormier. Immediately waited until your book was for sale to tell the people about them. Bravo. Bravo. And you know what I liked about those tapes? Is that the one piece of good news? Is that now we know whether Nancy Pelosi or Kevin McCarthy are Speaker of the House, that position will still be held by someone who believes that Trump should have resigned and was responsible for what happened on January 6th. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm really excited because the kings of cable are here. Fox News in the house. Yeah. The top rated news network for the past, what, 300 years? Killing it. And I know Fox has a bad reputation. I even feel you tense up now when I talk about them. They really do crush it. You know, I think they get a bad rap because it's a mixed bag. You know, they actually have really good journalists. It just depends on when you watch. All right? Fox News is sort of like a Waffle House. Yeah, it's relatively uh-huh. normal in the afternoon, but as soon as the sun goes down, <laughs> there's a lady named Janine threatening to fight every Mexican who comes in. You can't throw me out. I know the real president. How about that Fox primetime lineup, huh? Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram. Their coverage of COVID was really impactful. Their segments about vaccines moved their viewers into the ICU. And congrats, congrats to Sean Hannity on becoming the longest running host in cable news history, by the way. Give it up for him, for real. Give it up for him. Longest running host. Wow. Don't hate. Don't hate the player. Yeah. Fun fact, Sean Hannity and uh, Ainsley Earhart. Wow, is he? It's not like fucking... It's, it's not like Joe Scarborough or something? I guess I've, Sean Handy probably was there at the launch of Fox, which would have predated Scarborough. Shit. Wow, I can't believe Hannity has that distinction. Actually uh, dating now. Yes. Yeah. And I actually think it's beautiful to see an office romance at Fox that won't end in a $20 million settlement. Yeah. Oh... He's looking up and smiling. <laughs> oh, Laura Ingram. Wow. What can you say about her that hasn't already been said by the Anti-Defamation League? Powerful. <laughs> I'm just sad that Tucker Carlson isn't here today. He's my favorite. What a talent. Tucker Carlson, are you kidding me? Woo. That man's a beast. Who else could fill an entire show each night asking questions that Google could easily answer? <laughs> Do vaccines work? Who really won the election? Who's the president right now? Is this America? (laughs) Gripping stuff. But you know, if we're honest people, there's so much happening in the world right now. Sometimes it can be overwhelming and you just want to tune it all out. 
And that's why I love watching CNN. Where's Jeff Zucker? <laughs> what's, what's happening over there? Apparently, Jeff got fired after he tried to keep his workplace relationship a secret, which is weird because if he really didn't want anyone to know about it, he could have just made a show about it on CNN+. Plus. I know, Ooh. I know, so sad. CNN+, Plus gone, but forgotten. You know who I blame? You know who I blame CNN? I blame John King. That's who. Yeah, John. Your magic wall can predict how every person in the country is going to vote in every county, but it couldn't give you a heads up that nobody wanted more CNN? I just, I don't understand. If they were going to do a streaming service, why the fuck wouldn't they have partnered with some? We'll bundle CNN with Hulu or some shit. That would have been the smarter business move. No, no, fucking CNN like goes over like you barely have any ratings on your on your network. What the fuck? You're you're the station that they have on in like the airport and stuff. In bars that don't have Fox News, in, in bars that don't lean right, fucking CNN is on. In bars that have fucking news on, it's. I don't understand. I don't understand it. But like bundling it with something that would have had value that way. Bundling it with a Hulu or bundling it with, with HBO Max. That's the fucking this is Time Warner. It's under the same banner. Why wouldn't it just be an offering on? Why wouldn't CNN just be an offering on HBO Max? That would give it more value. Stupid. Stupid. What the fuck is wrong with you people? I mean, they spent $300 million on CNN Plus. $300 million. Can I be honest, CNN? I think Stanley Tucci was playing you guys. Yeah. No, I think that dude knew exactly where Italy was. And he was just going to keep searching as long as you were paying. $300 million. Do you understand how much money that is? I mean, I do get it. Streaming, they say, is the future. You know, as the old saying goes, you got to spend money to make sure... Streaming, streaming's heyday is passed. And that's not the only big change going on at CNN. They just brought on Chris Licht. Yeah, my man over there, Chris, as the new head of news. Oof. His first order of business, hire a guy who knows how to turn off the breaking news banner. Yeah. What happened with that? Did they just put <laughs> on during the OJ chase and then never figured out how to get rid of it? The news is not always breaking. That was something I said when the new news director took over at the, at the station I was working for. That was like one of the first things I said was like, we say breaking news far too often for shit that's not breaking. And if you do that, you wear it out. Like people will not pay attention when you say breaking news. And that's just like breaking news is like 9-11. Something exploded down the fucking road. We've got we've got a, a car crash that has backed everything fucking up. Uh, a mayor has resigned. A governor resigns. And, like, when it happens, it's not any update that you have to a fucking story, and it was stupid. And I protested, and I got shut down. But this is an interesting time for the media world. You know, as with many industries, the pandemic was a major disruption for journalists. But I also think it helped humanize you, honestly. You know, millions of Americans watched TV anchors reporting from inside their own homes. Meanwhile, reporters in print media were like, we get it, you have homes, way to show off. Uh, and we have to face the facts. The media is in a tough position. You did say that, Mr. President. Informing the American public is harder than ever before. You're battling conspiracy theories 
that the election was stolen by George Soros, that, that JFK Jr. is still alive, that everyone in this room is a secret pedophile. And that's just what Clarence Thomas's wife believes. It's insane, people. Oh! Conspiracy theories. Whether it's the right wing believing Trump can still win the 2020 election, or the left believing Joe Biden can still win the 2024 election. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. And so as we sit in this room tonight, people, I really hope you all remember what the real purpose of this evening is. Yes, it's fun. Yes, we dress nice. Yes, the people eat, they drink, we have fun. But the reason we're here is to honor and celebrate the Fourth Estates and what you stand for, what you stand for, an additional check and balance that holds power to account and gives voice to those who otherwise wouldn't have one. And, and, and like... I'm not just talking about like CNN or Fox or any of the other major organizations. I'm talking about everyone, you know, the young journalists we saw today, you know, intrepid journalists who aren't even in this room in Flint, Michigan, or that daring reporter at the Des Moines Register, or the unflinching local newscaster in El Paso, Texas. Every single one of you, whether you like it or not, is a bastion of democracy. And if you ever begin to doubt your responsibilities, if you ever begin to doubt how meaningful it is, look no further than what's happening in Ukraine. Look at what's happening there. Journalists are risking and even losing their lives to show the world what's really happening. You realize how amazing it is. Like, in America, you, you have the right to seek the truth and say... They, they lost a fucking colleague. If it makes people in power uncomfortable. From Fox News. If it makes your viewers or your readers uncomfortable. You understand how amazing that is? I stood here tonight and I made fun of the President of the United States and I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine, right? <laughs> like, do you, like, do you really understand what a blessing it is? Maybe it's happened for so long that you, it might slip your mind. It's a blessing. He, he did a really good job. Ask yourself this question. Honestly, ask yourself this question. If, if Russian journalists who are losing their livelihoods, as you were talking about, Steve, and their freedom for daring to report on what their own government is doing, if they had the freedom to write any words, to show any stories, or to ask any questions, if they had basically what you have, would they be using it in the same way that you do? Ask yourself that question every day. Because you have one of the most important roles in the you world. Know, I think I think our journalistic institutions squander the platforms that they have. Please be careful leaving tonight. We all know this administration doesn't handle evacuations well. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much. Oh. Yes, Trevor did a fantastic job. I am so glad we watched. That in its entirety. Joe Biden did good when he had, when he was up there telling his jokey jokes. I enjoyed his set. Cut him off whenever he got serious. I wasn't there for that, but the the few jokes he told were pretty good. I'm not exactly sure. Oh, evacuating uh, Afghanistan. That's it. That's what he was going for. 
the pull out of Afghanistan. It is May Day. It is International Workers Day. I thought it was fitting to show a uh, uh, a rabbit that was stealing from Walmart. I hope a worker let him in. Comrade Bunny over here getting him something to eat. He's a cutie. Busted up in the Walmart and he's just like, hey, let me have some of that leaf. It is never stealing when you do it from a big corporation. I'm just saying. Especially not when you're a bunny. Especially not when you're a bunny. That's my position. I'm sticking to it. I'm not going to budge. He's adorable. It's kind of a, it's a short video, isn't it? I don't know. I don't, I don't feel fulfilled with this animal video. I'm glad him. I'm glad he's getting him something to eat on Walmart. I'm going to get us another animal video. Here's his hippo. We didn't get we didn't get long enough of the bunny, so let's. Oh, that's a pig. I think it's a pig. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like a pig. It's getting it's getting a bath too. It's getting him some mud. All right, if you're watching on Twitch, we're going to go over to Goat vs. Fish. And Goat vs. Fish is probably going to sing us a song. I'm going to get a song about Justin Freegan writing Goat vs. Fish, and it's going to be awesome. You've, if you've never been with me when we write Goat vs. Fish, I think you will enjoy the channel. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live. It's a radiation. A radiation of six. A radiation of six. A radiation of six. Goat. Goat. Yes. Goat. We were just shouting goat. Oh, okay. We were popular in Ethiopia.
Goat versus fish. We are certain that we have had some from there that have come to goat versus fish. We have heard that versus. We have heard that versus. We have heard that versus. We spoke to one. It was in a place called Chicago. And we were goat versus fish. And we asked them if they were goat or fish. And they said, ah, that is a mighty versus. Every versus for dinner. This was a mighty versus to choose between goat and fish. Celebration. Radiation. We have a radiation on goat versus fish. Let's make a poll of goat versus fish. O-Pockets wants a poll. Can the mods create a poll for goat versus fish? Justin Freakin, just freaking rated goat versus fish. 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 Justin freaking, just freaking rated goat versus fish. The verses grew more powerful. At first, it was but a smolder of verses. They did not know if goat versus fish would catch on. They did not know if goat versus fish would catch on. But goat versus fish knew. We had a goat versus fish with a Justin freaking raid. With a Justin freaking raid. Goat versus fish. Would grow into a million verses. Goat versus fish would grow into a million verses. Even if Justin Freakin tried to troll goat versus fish, tried to troll goat versus fish. It was going to be a mighty, mighty versus. Justin Freakin, are you goat or are you fish? Celebrate on Justin Freakin' Fish! Justin Freakin' Fish, celebrate on more fish!